0: listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your Informatics Pharmacist Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony with another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intent audience is everybody. Today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Kwasi Ajman, on his, what his role is in pharmacy technology and informatics. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: Man, I'm doing great, Tony. Uh, it's really uh, cool to actually be on the other side of one of these podcasts. I'm an avid listener. I subscribe. I've listened to all your podcasts and all your episodes, so it's cool to be on the show, and I'm honored. Thank you.
0: And you know, I'm just honored that people are listening like you. And you know, it's still really surreal to me. I, I it sounds so weird for me to say I know, but it's been what, almost two years now, and still surreal for me to know that people are listening. So just thank you. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you to all the people who are listening now for listening. But yeah, I mean, before we get started talking about, you know, your career path, I, I do want to ask you uh, if you can share with the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure, sure. So my name is Kwesi Adjaman. I'm a pharmacist. I've uh, been practicing for a few years, about seven years or so now. I went to college in a small uh, uh, Christian school in Texas. Uh, called Southwestern Adventist University. I was born and raised in uh, Northern Virginia, I'm um, near the Alexandria area. So I've kind of been able to kind of see th- things from the East Coast, down South, and then now a uh, pharmacy school on the West Coast. Went to the pharmacy school at Loma Linda, graduated in 2012. What kind of drew me to pharmacy in general? This is gonna be sort of like an odd answer, Um but for me, what I liked about pharmacy was the fact that our role was kind of tied to medications just like the storage, administration, validation, and things like that. Um, And our role actually wasn't as defined as someone like a nurse or as a physician. So I saw that there was a lot of opportunities for pharmacists, um, not only in like CVS or, you know, in the hospital, but also pretty much anywhere where medications needed to be managed. So the fact that it wasn't super structured or as far as like uh, what our role is going to be. I know for some people, they actually want like clear definition of what their role is. And for me, I saw that we were attached to uh, so many different things that that's what actually got me into pharmacy, because I noticed that everybody has a lot of different personalities. Um And uh, at the time, you know, depending on your personality, you could actually find a spot in pharmacy that actually really accentuated your strength. So that's what drew me to pharmacy. I've uh, been practicing in a bunch of different areas, inpatient, outpatient. Um, and now uh, informatics, which was something that I really got interested in in pharmacy school. So that, that's kind of the uh, elevator pitch for my career.
0: You actually bring up a good point, because I think like a lot of us, when we went into pharmacy, it was just more about kind of the high level idea of what pharmacy is. But that's a really good point, because if you do look into it, there are different roles and paths that pharmacists can take and use their degree in. Uh, and as you said, informatics is another well, one of those options. So when you actually were in pharmacy school, did you know yet, like, which f- part of pharmacy you wanted to practice in?
1: When I first started, no. I mean, I was, you know, typical. I, my parents are nurses. So I'm first generation Ghanaian American. So uh, I had a lot of, you know, relatives who worked in the medical field as C- CNAs, um, nurses, you know, respiratory therapists, pharmacists, et cetera. So we did, I did have some uh, exposure to healthcare in general, but for me, it- was always just a pharmacist, either working you know retail or hospital, so I didn't actually know about some of the other fields in pharmacy until I got in um but then I also kind of um shaped my pharmacy career or at least where I wanted to go based off of where I ended up getting a um an internship so my internship during school was at Walmart, so a lot of my approach to pharmacy school was actually based on the fact that I thought I was going to end up in uh in retail when I was finished um but I actually I didn't really learn about pharmacy um, pharmacy informatics until, you know, my fourth year when I actually got a chance to do a rotation. So I you've mentioned this on the show, Tony, too. Basically, you said that there wasn't a lot of information out there about pharmacy informatics, and that's actually what led you to, you know, start this podcast and your other ventures that you're doing. And you're absolutely right. When I was in school, there was really not a lot of information about it. So I didn't learn about it until I actually had the rotation during my fourth year, and then during that rotation, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. So that's how I ended up uh, in pharmacy informatics.
0: Yeah, actually, we, we both graduated the same year. So we, we're both like uh, 2012 graduates. So you were probably looking into the to the field of informatics at the same time that I was. And yeah, that, that was yeah. very sparse, or at least not sparse, but very hard to find, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I mean, even now you ask every pharmacist that's been on the show, their job is slightly different. So it was really hard to kind of nail down exactly what informatics was. And even my rotation was just kind of a piece of what informatics was. Like I worked with a couple different people and they did a couple of different things. And so even after that rotation, I just had the interest in it, but I still really didn't even know what it was. I just kind of had an idea of, well, maybe if I kind of copy what these people did to get into informatics, maybe I'll get into informatics and I'll be able to kind of figure it out on my own.
0: I see, I see. So, you know, your, your experience before you got into informatics though was very, um, very focused on, you know, operations and, uh, you know, running the, the, the pharmacy on the retail side like Walmart or, you know, working in a hospital setting. So can you kind of describe some of the things that you were able to do? Some of the things that you were able to learn in those settings that uh, kind of contributed to getting you prepped for being an informatics pharmacist?
1: When I was working as a pharmacist, um, I wasn't I mean, I don't know, maybe one of the things you'll probably see this is probably a trend, but I I can be focused at times, but my career has been very kind of unfocused. I've gotten a chance to experience a lot of different things in pharmacy. So I worked at inpatient stuff, outpatient stuff. But really what actually opened my eyes to sort of the operational and technological things in pharmacy, I was actually working um, in a pharmacy in Central California at the, towards the start of my career. Um, I was moonlighting at this long-term care pharmacy, and they had like one of those big, huge script pro prescription filling machines so basically i saw that uh this uh, script pro machine was definitely making everything in the pharmacy a lot more Efficient, and so it freed up a lot of the um pharmacy personnel to do a lot of other things, focus on like customer service and you know like on all these initiatives um and I really like working with the machine, so what I decided to do was just learn a lot more about kind of the maintenance of the machine um I learned about I just like looked online for anything that I could find, and whenever the system went down, I would be the one that tried to like troubleshoot the machine, see what was happening, read the documentation, and basically that kind of parlayed me into getting a few more shifts at the at that pharmacy because the owner didn't really want to pick up shifts and I was able to provide some value being at that pharmacy because I was able to, whenever the machine went down, they knew that if I was there, they wouldn't have to call like a technician to come from somewhere else and come try to troubleshoot the machine. So that actually um, it was kind of like a mutually beneficial kind of thing. I got more exposure with the technology, and I got to learn a little bit more about technology and pharmacy operations. And for them, they were able to kind of use me to not only be a pharmacist, but also to be like a sort of like a troubleshooting kind of user um, to kind of deal with the the script pro machine in the pharmacy.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's really cool. One of my other colleagues, um, Corey Edwards, he he mentioned something similar about like when he first was working in the community and he saw the script pro and he really wanted to learn what it is and how to how to do that and that's how he started into informatics too so so it's cool actually when I I uh, worked as a clerk and I saw the script I was like oh this is a pretty cool thing like (laughs) how how are you supposed to maintain this thing and you know as a clerk you don't really touch it but um, it was just in the back of my mind too when uh, when I started off early early on in my my pharmacy career so so for you right so you also did the master's in health informatics is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I did it at uh, Loma Linda.
0: So was that something you decided, I guess, after you did some experience in the, uh, your community side and working on, you know, Script Pro and other things that you wanted to continue and pursue that, um, path? Or was that something that you decided later when you're already kind of in informatics?
1: Well, for me, um, I actually did the degree before I actually started working in informatics. And so it's kind of a really weird subject because when I finished them um, and I started working as a pharmacist, um, and I was interested in informatics, I would go online and I would read a lot of profiles about pharmacy informaticists. And I noticed that a lot of the time how they got into informatics was either doing a pharmacy informatics residency or some type of fellowship of some kind, um, or they just happened to be working at in a pharmacy when a new technology got installed. So like maybe they were the person that was the pharmacy liaison when, you know, when the hospital was installing Omnicell or Pixis or whatever, or maybe the hospital was getting a new EHR um and so they just needed pharmacists who already worked in the pharmacy to kind of help them build out the pharmacy part of the software. And so it seemed to me like it was sort of like they got kind of lucky in order to um be a involved in pharmacy so I was like well the first thing I need to do is I need to kind of put myself in a position to actually get lucky you know what I mean so um even though a lot of my uh, pharmacy experience was, was outpatient um, I decided to see if I could try to get more exposure to the in- inpatient side so I was lucky I, I was able to get a, a job working in a yeah, an inpatient pharmacy pharmacy while I was working in outpatient pharmacy. So I kind of had like two part-time jobs and I basically just kind of built up my experience um, and just waiting for that chance to actually kind of get into informatics. Um, then I had some family stuff happen. We were moving to be closer to family. So I got a job at another hospital and I was working as an overnight pharmacist. And so while I was working overnight, I had like a seven on, seven off type of schedule. So I worked for seven days in a row overnight. And during those seven days on, I definitely had to do a lot of omnicell troubleshooting, um, things as far as like dealing with, um, discrepancies and with diversion, but then also and like reporting and that kind of thing. And then also dealing with stuff like user access and security and making sure people's um, passwords and stuff. And basically you just have to wear all these hats as a, um, as a, uh, graveyard pharmacist. I know there was another person on your podcast. I think her name was Sabrina. Um, and she also mentioned that as well. Where she said, you know, like informatics and being working overnight, you really get to understand how technology really supports everything because you have to be so efficient as a graveyard pharmacist. And I definitely saw that. So I wasn't able to kind of be in a position to actually be involved in any of these big implementations because the hospital that I went to work for already had um, automated dispensing cabinets. They already had an EHR that they were using. They were using Cerner at the time. And so then I was like, well, what kind of signal can I send to um to hiring managers to say that I know how to do informatics or at least I'm able to kind of provide value for them if they hired me. Uh and so that's when the Masters of Health Informatics kinda of came into came on my radar. Um I decided that hey, you know, even though there's a hierarchy of, of experience that I think hiring managers find valuable, you know, certifications are good. You know, extra education is always good, but they always want you to, you know, have job experience, and they always want you to, you know, prove that you have already done the job before they give you the job. And so it's kind of a catch-22. You need the job to get the experience, but you can't get the job without the experience. So for me, I decided to go ahead and uh look at the master's degree and try to see if I can um, get into informatics that way. Um So there was an online program uh, that was happening at my alma mater, Loma Linda University. Uh, so I signed signed up um I got into the program uh I learned a lot of interesting things uh financial um, responsibilities, I learned about project management, which actually is really key to my current job now. Um, we learned about technical structures, and we learned about security and everything like that. So it was really, really well-rounded program. And it taught me a lot about some of the other things of informatics that I didn't really know as a pharmacy informaticist or even as a pharmacist. So it was really, really useful to get into the program, even though it was probably the more expensive way to get into informatics. But the most valuable thing about that program was the fact that after, at the, at the end of the program, I had an opportunity to either do some uh, like a capstone kind of project or write a paper or they allowed me to get an internship with the pharmacy team that was working on the EHR at Loma Linda University Hospital. So I took the opportunity to get the internship and that internship actually was sort of like a, you know, like a 12 week uh, interview, basically. And uh, because I did well on that internship. The next time a job opened up, I applied for it, and they knew me from the internship, and that's what actually got my foot in the door of informatics, and I haven't looked back
0: since. That's really cool. Like that. That's um really good that the program actually allows that uh, connection to that internship, because I I think like that's the hardest part is getting your foot in the door, and you're able to do that like through the master's program by having that internship as a what was an EHR applications analyst intern, and that's that's an interesting uh you know title because I'm not exactly sure what that entails. Can you kind of describe that a little
1: bit? Yeah, it's actually really interesting because if you look at all of the names of these jobs, like we've got informatics pharmacists, Pharmacy informaticist, clinical application specialist, application analyst, and you're like, what do these what do these jobs do? Like, uh, there was one job that I saw one time um, where they were called like application analyst slash programmer, and I'm like, whoa, like what does that entail, you know? And that and I f- I feel like a lot of times um, the job kind of doesn't is not really it doesn't really shed a lot of light onto what you actually do. But I found that really in informatics, as far as pharmacy is concerned, um, there's two sides of it, right? There's the Informatics, but on the pharmacy side, where you're dealing more with kind of the needs on the day-to-day basis of the pharmacy, um, you're participating in initiatives, P&T committees, you're doing reporting for drug diversion and all that stuff, but you're kind of more centralized in the pharmacy and the pharmacists and the pharmacy staff and the technicians, they're kind of your main concern because you're in the department. But then there's this whole other side of pharmacy informatics that's more on the IT side of things where they're not necessarily in the pharmacy every day and they deal more with sort of like the backend configuration of the technology. So specifically with EHRs, um, they deal with a lot of the configuration of adding different users and building certain tools or optimizing certain tools in the EHR. So that way they will have more of like they're they're not in the pharmacy as much as the pharmacy informaticists. They're still pharmacists and they still do informatics, but they're more on the IT side working specifically with the technology. So with that internship I was specifically on the IT side of things. So I wasn't in the department every day, but I basically was on a lot of meetings. I took a lot of calls. Um, I um, provided some input as far as like building out the system. And they would uh, allow me to kind of get in the system and do a little bit of building as well. So I was more on the IT side of things, but it was basically just software configuration, optimization, and testing for the most part with that internship.
0: Cool. So then when you were offered the position at Loma Linda, Um, As an application specialist, did you kind of continue with similar things
1: or did you have like an expanded scope? Uh, The scope was a little bit different. It was expanded and it was expanded kind of in a good way and in a bad way. So when I got hired, they basically used me not necessarily to work with pharmacy specific stuff, but I was able to leverage my pharmacist knowledge in dealing with order sets. So essentially what I was doing was I was the order set manager for the hospital system. So not only was I dealing with um the pharmacy part of the software, but I was actually dealing with the nursing administration part of the software and with the physician ordering part of the software. So I basically just owned order sets when I got hired and that's mainly what I did. So I worked with pharmacy to kinda of make sure the meds were working properly. But then I also work with nursing and, you know, respiratory therapy to make sure that all their stuff was working properly too. And it was a really eye opening experience because we all are using the same software but we don't always use the same software the same way and it really opened my eyes to what was what else was happening in the pharmacy what else was happening in the hospital excuse me besides just in the pharmacy.
0: So then when you moved on from that role and then you got into a different role where it was like a, a senior pharmacist and IT applications
1: how did that kind of change the scope again? Well the scope changed uh, with that subsequent job because what ended up happening was I moved from being a little bit less focused and being more kind of on the whole order set side of things to not working specifically with pharmacy related stuff. So that senior pharmacist and IT applications role basically was just more pharmacy centric. Um So I only was working with pharmacists in that role, but the pharmacy, because drugs are kind of used everywhere, not only did I have like more of an expanded scope within pharmacy, but I also started working with a lot of different um applications of pharmacy software too so not only was i working with order sets but i also was not working with the drug distribution process so how do we how do we make it safer for technicians to actually make the medications and how do we get that workflow set up um how do we actually ensure that the drugs actually reach the floor in a timely fashion how do we kind of validate that the drugs have been delivered and things like that so i was working it became less of a horizontal role working all all the way across the the hospital system and it became more focused on pharmacy, but then it became more vertical. And now I was working with the drug distribution process from the beginning with billing and with acquisition all the way into the end dealing with um, uh, drug uh, administration with the nursing as well. So it was more of a traditional pharmacy informatics uh, kind of role, Um, but then I got a chance to work a lot with oncology software too. I got a chance to work with ambulatory and um, inpatient software. So it became more pharmacy focused and I got a little bit more um, exposure to getting really deep into how drugs are delivered and administered and distributed in in the hospital.
0: So, you know, going, uh, going through all that experience, you had like a lot of different experience. So how does that kind of tie into what you're doing today? Can you kind of share like what your current role is? And I guess, uh, how long have you been doing that and what, what your current
1: day today is? Okay. Well, um, as I was doing all of this, uh, informatic stuff, I know you've, you've talked about this on, on your podcast too, but, um, the thing that makes, Pharmacy informaticists so powerful when they're dealing specifically with technology and when they're surrounded by other people who are kind of technology focused is the clinical part of um, being a pharmacist. So. Not just the clinical part, but also the operational part as well. So I didn't really want to, um, I didn't want to lose that. So because I wasn't getting a lot of opportunities to work as a pharmacist while I was in informatics, I took a job working as a telepharmacist for a company called uh, Pipeline Rx. Um, so I was doing, um, some, you know, just like pulling some shifts with them, uh, whenever I had time working on some projects with them. Um, and then an opportunity opened up at this, uh, at Pipeline Rx to kind of help them, uh, implement their technology at other different hospitals. So they're a company that not only provides pharmacy services, but they've also, they have also provide like technology support and also they have their software that they also use to kind of support pharmacists. So it seemed like a really good uh adventure. Um, it seemed like a really good challenge. So I decided to try to see if I can kind of move to see things more from the vendor side of things instead of working for the hospital. But one thing that carried over from that job and my previous jobs, and most pharmacists They always say the same thing, you know, you know, every, not every day is the same. Everything is different. Every day is different. You got, you know, you have menial maintenance tasks that you have to do. Um, you have long-term projects that you have to do. But the way I see things, I think every single initiative going from an idea to actually implementing something in software is sort of like a project. So you have to, and you follow. Pretty much the same process, regardless of whether it's a short term project or a long term project. You gotta understand what the, what the ask is or what the needs of the end users are. You have to be able to organize your thoughts, understand who to communicate with, get, um, get certain people to buy into your process. You gotta actually do the work. You've gotta test it and make sure that the end users um, are okay with how the new system will look and then you got to implement it and you got to do training. So as far as that workflow goes, a lot of times, th- a lot of those steps are followed in every project that we do as informaticists. So for me, um, that project management aspect of informatics is huge. And I think that honestly, that's one of the best skills that you can have as an informaticist, how to manage a project, how to stay organized and how to influence other people. If you're able to do those things, I think that you'll be successful in any part of informatics you go to. Me particularly, my job is mostly centered around um, project management with this company. And so I do a lot. A lot of those skills that I learned with dealing with pharmacy and with nursing, building order sets and dealing with different hospitals who have to use the same order set and trying to figure out how to make it so that way both sides can at least use the same order set to do what they want to do. Having to deal with nursing and pharmacy and trying to figure out what's the best way to, to solve a problem where nursing is not able to find the medications that are delivered. You know, how can we actually build something that actually works for both sides? And just kind of being able to work with two groups that may or may not see things the same way and kind of get them to come to a consensus, that's kind of the thing that I do now with uh, this software and with this uh, role. So it's a lot of project management, a lot of communication, a lot of being able to kind of um, explain technical things to clinical people and explain clinical things to technical people. Um, And I think that honestly, that's what encompasses most of the pharmacy informatics positions that I've heard on your program.
0: So you're pretty much serving as a liaison because you have a comprehensive understanding of both sides, right?
1: Yeah, you're, you're a bridge between the clinical and operational folks and the technical folks. Cause what the technical folks are building, they're building stuff for the operational and clinical people to use so but they have to know what to build and how to build it Um, and if they're not if they've never worked in a pharmacy before they really don't know what to build and if they know how to build something they don't really understand the why so that's why i'm here i'm able to kind of take what the the people in the pharmacy need and communicate it to the technical people then on the flip side after the technical people build it i'm able to explain kind of a little bit with a little bit more um, precision as to how things are working and why this will be appropriate for what the people in the pharmacy need. So it's kind of like a two-way street, but we're we're definitely a bridge, and we're able to speak both languages and translate between the two. And I think that's actually what helps these uh, projects to move forward in informatics.
0: So then, for for your current role now, like, do you work with a lot of different like um, sites and clients, or is it kind of just more like internal to your company?
1: I'm definitely involved uh, on the sort of like the client side of things. So I represent the company when I'm talking with different clients, so on and so forth, when we're helping them kind of implement that software. But then we also have a bunch of initiatives in the company as well. This is one of the things that, that, I, that was actually different between working for a hospital versus working for like a vendor slash company, because since it's a business, they're always looking for new things to develop, looking for new ideas, and they're looking for people to give them ideas and to talk about problems and to kind of figure out how they want to build something that they think they'll be able to that will that people will be interested in actually buying or taking a look at. So not only am I involved with uh, people on the outside with our current software, but I'm involved in kind of the process of even coming up with new ideas, new business lines and new features in the in the existing software too. So I do external facing and internal facing.
0: It's just really interesting hearing because like you're it sounds like you pretty much have done almost everything. (laughs) so so it's cool (laughs) um you know like with your experience too like because you've done so many different things gone through different avenues um what kind of advice would you give to people who are you know um maybe they're they're thinking about going into informatics maybe they don't really know much about it yet or um maybe they do want to go into it but they don't know how to get started it could be a student could be a pharmacist that's currently working not in informatics uh what kind of advice can you give them
1: um, well, I guess I'll break it into some parts, a bunch of different parts. So, um, I think I've, I've, I've done a lot of different things in pharmacy, informatics. It's weird because I feel like I'm, I have like a very baseline knowledge in a lot of different areas, whereas I work with some people who may not have all of the knowledge in a lot of different areas, but are really good in like one or two things. And so sometimes I get kind of jealous of them because I'm like, man, you've pretty much mastered this area. Whereas me, I can kind of talk conversationally and have a baseline understanding. So I mean there's like different levels of depth. Um and informatics is like literally trying to swim from you know, across the Pacific Ocean. So like, you know, like there's so much more there's so much more breadth to it, there's so much more depth to it. And, you know, I'm constantly learning new things every day. But as far as as far as like uh people that are trying to get informatics, um, I think for students trying to get in, uh, to be honest, like you have to really think about how do you actually accomplish getting into into informatics. Um, The easiest way, uh, is by just, you know, doing a residency. That's kind of, it's not the easiest way, but it's the, it's the least, it's the most efficient way, right? So it'll take you a year of, um, doing your basic, uh, pharmacy residency, like your pharmacotherapy residency. And then you'll have to do like a PGY two in, uh, informatics specifically. And that's just basically to ensure that you kind of have the clinical background and then also just the informatics expertise. And that's the thing that I always tell students, like in pharmacy informatics, the pharmacy part is the most important part. The pharmacy part is the thing that you really want to make sure that you're really good with uh, your clinical knowledge, you're really good with the operational knowledge, or at least that's what the technological people are going to be relying on you for when you're working in informatics. So you're going to have to be able to explain things. And these are all things that we learn in pharmacy school and while we work. So um, as as uh when you're going through school, you want to make sure that you don't neglect uh, the pharmacy part of things and just focus so much on the technology. There are ways to get into pharmacy informatics. If you don't, residency, like, You know, like you've talked with a lot of people on this podcast, um, that were able to accomplish that. Some people were in the right place at the right time. Uh, some people, you know, were able to get extra education, things like that. Um, so there's a, a number of different ways to get in, but I would, I would just, I would say that, um, the thing that you really want to watch out for, and this is going to be for students and for pharmacists, um, that are currently practicing right now. You just want to be mindful of the signal that you're sending out to other people other pharmacists, other hiring managers and things like that. And what I mean by being mindful is everything that you do as far as like how you carry yourself, how you communicate, um what you put on your LinkedIn profile, what you put on your resume and in your cover letter, all of these things are sending signals to the people that are doing the hiring. And so what I've learned is that in in the current pharmacy informatics marketplace, uh what people are really looking for when they're looking to hire people, they're looking to see if this person is going to provide value for them. So you have to be able to signal whether or not if this person hires you you'll be able to provide value for them for whatever they're looking for sometimes that value is provided by proving that you've done the job before sometimes that job is that value is um presented by you being able to show other problems that you solved in your current job and how you've been able to kind of use your knowledge and use your energy to solve problems where you currently are at um and so really it's just about sending the right signal to the right person at the right time so you want to make sure that everything you're doing is kind of being able to send that message to whoever it is that's going to be hiring that hey even though i you know i may or may not have a master's degree in health informatics and to be honest with you the master's degree is a really really expensive way to go (laughs) because at the end of it you're not really you're not guaranteed a job you're not guaranteed an internship at the end of it you're just guaranteed to have to pay at the end of the program. So it may or may not be the best option for you, but you wanna make sure that wherever situation you're at, look around, see where technology is kind of helping the process, and really get involved in learning that technology and showing that you're actually someone who's interested in knowing more about technology and how things work and taking things apart and things like that, taking workflows apart and understanding how to make things better, and then solving problems where you're at. And I guarantee you, the more problems you solve, people are gonna take notice, and when that opportunity comes up, you'll either be able to speak to problems that you solved at your job, or you'll be able to be in a position where your current role is looking for somebody who likes technology, who likes problem project management and problem solving. And they'll basically just, your work will just speak for you and they'll put you in the position that you need to be. But it's all about staying ready for when that opportunity comes.
0: Awesome. That was like really eloquently put. Um, I, I also wanted to just ask you too, like if people wanted to reach out to you, if they wanted to get some further advice for you, what's the best way that they can reach out to you at?
1: Uh LinkedIn is probably the best way. I'm on all the social media platforms but I'm not active by any means, but I'm on LinkedIn pretty frequently. So yeah, please just look me up on LinkedIn. First name is Kwesi, K W A S I. Last name is Adjumin, A G Y E M A N. You shoot me a message or shoot me a, you know, like a connect and I'd be happy to kind of get in touch with anybody and talk through any uh any issues that you guys might be having or give advice or answer questions or whatever.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I'll be putting a link to your LinkedIn into our show notes. So it's easy for people to access and uh, you know, just to be respect for your time. I also like to like to say thank you again so much. You know, it's just so much for taking some time. I know you're really busy. You have many clients and also a lot of internal projects to do. So thanks for taking some time to be on the podcast.
1: Hey, I really appreciate it, Tony, man. This has been awesome. Your podcast is awesome, Pharmacy Informatics Academy. You guys need to check that out, by the way. Lots of good information, information that I wish I had when I was coming through school. And it really gives you enough information to really kind of set your sights on a goal and then start to take action on a goal. Lots of information, lots of good people to kind of reach out to. You guys are doing a phenomenal work. And I'm honestly just glad to kind of be seeing what you guys are doing. Y'all are doing great. <laughs>
0: Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com There's different topic channels including informatics and I've met some great colleagues on there and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of from CIT and me and remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.